Welcome to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast about infertility and different pathways to parenthood. I am your host, Millie Brooks. This is the final episode of season six, um, this mini series where we have been following Audrey Q on her travels through Europe and eventually to Ukraine for the birth of her son, Mateo. Audrey is now in the United States. She has returned. Um, and we're just going to check in with her about the journey, reflecting back, looking back on this season. It's been a lot, you know, many different roller coasters. The highs were high and the lows were low. Audrey, welcome back. Happy to be back, Millie. Thank you for having me. I am so happy. I mean, welcome back has many different, you know, it means many different things in this context. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the United States. Finally, I can't believe we're back, back in Atlanta, Georgia. It's, it was all that I was looking for, forward to, right? Having him with me in my arms at home. And it's finally, finally the season for it. So been celebrating it now you returned two weeks ago was it on the 17th so actually when Mateo turned a month so it's okay. been almost three weeks I want to say wow wow okay so how was the flight the flight back his first flight it was amazing. Well, his second, well, his first international flight, right? Because we flew from Poland to Germany. Oh, right, right. And he was an angel then, but his long haul first international flight back home was great. Um, like we talked, Jorge had booked up a uh, first class with points. However, we found out on checking that they did not allow for bassinets. Mm. So we made the call. We had already checked in um, our docketot inside our um, stroller. So we said, hey, can we pull our stroller back for one second, pull the docketot? And then we made kind of our own bassinet in, in first class. But he was an angel. He slept the whole way. Um, he only pooped once and daddy took care of that diaper, which was amazing. Amazing. It was he was an angel, really. It was a perfect flight. Oh, I'm so glad something was easy, you know? Yeah, we were we were scared actually, um, because of his passport. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, for because of his passport. We we actually got into Germany. Um border border control, is that the right or, or sorry. I think it's border control. Yeah. They were like, where is his stamp? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We got his passport in Poland. Mm -hmm. It's European Union. No, when you got in Germany, he needed to have a stamp. And I'm like, but we were already in the European Union. So they gave us a little bit headache there, but let us through. Okay, good. But that was the only kind of hiccup. And otherwise, smooth sailing. Man. I mean, anytime those border patrol agents are like asking you questions, does like my heart just skips beats? Like, okay, we've already journeyed so far to where we are right now, and now you're asking us to go backwards. Like, what? Yeah, my oh yeah, and because and because I'm not sure how familiar they are with emergency passports for baby too. You know, mm -hmm. 
it was it was very scary, but it it went well. At the end of the, at the end of the day, we were able to come back home and once oh my gosh, once we landed into the states, I tried recording a funny video like you know Houston, we have arrived or something like that, and I just choked. <laughs> Because mm. I couldn't believe we had arrived, and just thinking about it, I want to cry again. Mm. It was it was just bittersweet arriving home. Yeah, I mean, in a, I mean, even in knowing that we were going to record this episode today, I felt relief for you. You know, like there, it, there almost felt like a weight had been lifted from me too, because I just, I can. I know how I could tell from our conversations how intense this experience was. And for that to be released must feel, oh my gosh, like, are you, do you just feel like you can breathe deeper now? Oh, yes, by far. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a new woman. I feel like a new mom, but actually a mom. You know, I feel safe. I feel grateful that I can be in, in my home, really. My PJs mm. in my bed and we finish his nursery and it's just unreal. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that that is all behind you now and you can just start being a mom in your own home too. You know, like having all of your own things, your the food you like, you know, your own shower. Like, the shower you take after an international flight is like the best shower. Oh, yes. You know? Like, I'm just so happy that you now have access to those things. Yeah. A, a bathtub, right? Because um, Yeah. Oh, I love bathtubs, and I was missing that. And for my birthday, we actually, my best friend and I, we went to, um, whatchamacallit, one of these stores that makes bath bombs, and we made a lot of bath bombs. Um, and I was... I was saving one specifically for for that, you know, for that first bath when we got home. Yeah. Glorious. It was, it's just, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, man, that first bath at home after everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And um, what was the first thing that you did? when you got home besides I'm sure shower and sleep, but what was the one thing that you really were like, I can't wait to do this with Mateo when we're home. Introduce him to Jolene. Um, mm. One of my good friends, she was taking care of her and she was like, I can bring her tomorrow. And I'm like, no, if you can't bring her, I'll go, I'll go get her. Like, I just can't wait to get Jolene, um, our puppy or a dog. Um, and she was so happy to see us when she went through that door <sighs> She was so sweet to Mateo. I couldn't even believe it. Um, it was, it was amazing. It was. I, I'm just happy to have her home as well. Mm. And to see them together too, you know, like your whole your whole heart in one picture. Exactly. Your, your dog and your baby. That's great. My both babies because she's. <laughs> yes, both babies. And now, like, reflecting back on, looking back on this whole journey, like, this whole summer, really, like, this was your whole summer. What, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of takeaways. What surprised you the most about everything? 
God. Um, I have, I have, I have no words like that. I was able to do this fucking thing. Like I didn't think that I was going to see the end of it. And we, here we are, we were able to do this really incredible hard thing. And we're, you know, we were able to remain calm and sane at the end of the day. That's amazing. Yeah. You were able to do what you sought out to do. You went you you weathered all of the storms and you you got Mateo and now you're back and you returned too. You're not still there. I, I mean, I can't imagine like when you're in the thick of that kind of situation, every moment feels like it's an eternity. Oh, the minutes go slow and all you can think is about that day that I'm back home, right? That day that everything is going to be just memories and even when I think about that, like I was listening to your last episode and because the things have changed, right? Like um, that from that episode and I hear myself and I just go back to those moments and I cry because I can't believe one that I was where I was at. I can't believe what I was going through and I can't believe that I, I did that fucking hard thing, you know? And yeah, it's, it's hard when I look back and, the other day I was in the patio with um, Jolene and some siren went off and just all the feelings came back flushing. And I looked at Jorge and he's like, it's just, it's probably just an ambulance or something, you know, you're, we're, we're at home, we're safe. And um, it's not the same for my surrogate and people in Ukraine. It's really still heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember when we were talking about the sirens going off, in the middle of the night, and I, I I, would have the same reaction if I heard any sirens for the rest of my life, like, oh my gosh, this is now imprinted on my head, you know, the, that situation, and um, yeah, you have to remind your body that you're not in a state of, you know, fight or flight anymore. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's with the little things too, because like when we would go to there wasn't there wasn't really any shortage, but like we would go one day looking for certain specific and in, in, in the supermarket, and then the next day um, we would look for it again, and it was gone. Even though there wasn't shortage, there was like you could see there was shifts in, in how they managed their supplies. So even here, when I go to a store and I see something I I want that I could oh maybe I need that next week, I just buy it because it's it just triggered something of like, okay, maybe it's not going to be here tomorrow. Mm. That whole thing just really changed me. Like the way I make decisions now, it's like based on that journey. And it's, and then that goes for everything, right? Like now, you know, if something doesn't work out, I'm like, okay, I don't want to say it's meant to be because I hate that phrase, but I'm like, I'm prepared for this. And I, I can, I just need to work harder for the next thing that comes up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, it's hard to shake off. I, I, you know, it is hard. I'm, I mean, like it's everything, right? Like you're feeling relief and it's also totally hard to shake off the experience you had. I'm sure. How, how is Jorge doing? He's doing great. He's a champ. He's been adjusting. He's back to work and we decided that he would go um, he would stay one week as we settled and then go right back to work so he can 
save up his bid parental leave for when I go back to work um, and then we can put him on sale a little bit later on or you know if, if we've been having a lot of um, medical appointments so if we needed to do more of those we would bank for, for, for rainy days um, but that has mean that I have I have to wake up at night and it's you know it's been a struggle but he he still helps and, and I don't like saying help you know he still has that um he offers to do the first poopy diaper or you know one of the night feeds um and that's just incredible you know he really takes care of us and like everything you know marriage is marriage I said it before we had our fights and I sometimes can't believe that we've survived all of this and like mm. it's marriage is fucking hard it's so fucking hard yeah I'm just honored that it doesn't matter I I don't, well, you never know, but I don't think I foresee a divorce in us. But if we ever do, I know Mateo has the best dad possible. Mm. And that makes me so happy. But it's hard, man. You know, sometimes you you have your diaper bags set one way and they go change it. They don't <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, I know. I know coexisting with another human is no joke. It's no joke. Sharing, sharing a bank account and a diaper bag and a child and a roof, you know, it, it's a lot of sharing. Yes. It's a lot of sharing. <laughs> That's incredible. And um, how is Mateo doing? Has he had his first pediatrician appointment here? How's that going? Oh, it's been going. So the peds noticed a weird thing with his breeding, which for us was normal. So the, the appointments have been nonstop. They can't figure out what it is. You know, we've ruled out mostly everything. We have one or two appointments that are pending. Um, he, as an IVF baby, right, he was born with a heart um, murmur and some issues there. But the cardiologist basically said what he has 15% of the population has, he's, he's going to be fine. Um, and he also has some tongue ties. So he had his, his actual release was yesterday. And those things that I never knew, you know, we, we went in thinking it was only a tongue tie and it was tongue, lip and cheeks. And we're like, how, oh. how he has been eating? Like we have no clue. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of doctor appointments and just, hanging in there and like thank god for parental leave because i don't know how i'd do this yeah job like my mom went to work after four weeks post-birth like i wow and that wasn't even paid like i can't believe how people do it and thank god that my job my employer is one of the best ones that gives you 12 weeks parental leave no no matter if you're the birthing parent or not like mm. or or how did you give birth or you know and I'm so grateful for that because I don't fucking know how would I would do it yeah it's I mean it puts a lot of things in per perspective right like just policies and you know how this country treats new parents it it, it really is shocking you know it, it's almost like why I mean, and I understand there's a lot of parts of the world where there's a lot of multi-generational help in the family. And it's like, we 
as a society, like, I mean, as a culture too, we don't, we don't nurture that. That doesn't really happen. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of complex issues, you know, with families. And so how can you support parents? Like just general support. And I feel like, how do you even, how do you like parent to parent support too? It's like, everybody's kind of just trying to survive right now. Everybody's in survival mode and try to just, you know, keep their, keep their house in order. And it's so tricky. It's so tricky. Yeah. It's, it's so hard because it's not only trying to, like you said, you know, stay in survival mode, but it's trying to keep everybody alive, happy, and keeping your mental health and self in, in check. And that's a hard thing to do. I think the U.S. needs to really re- re- revise our policies. And obviously, I, having a one-year parental leave, probably for our economy, maybe it's not the right way. But maybe having bloating days, like every week, new parents get one or two days off. Mm, that's, a, that's a new concept to me. I like that idea, floating days. Well, because... If you don't want to give them like a whole like 20 weeks of parental off, okay, give them 10 weeks and then the other 10 weeks or whatever, you know, just make it floating because you're bound to have newborn checkups. You're bound to have, you know, be burned out. And you, if you want your employers to be really um, perform high performance and give them their all and efficient, they need one day at least to like put the self in check because... I don't know how even Jorge is doing it because the sleep we get is not, it's not quality. Yeah. Yeah. And then you expect us to do be top performers at work. Like I don't, I don't get how our economy is, but. Well, I mean, even, I mean, you bring up a great point about like doctor's appointments. I mean, we just moved to Chicago um, and our doctors, our pediatrician in California, they didn't have weekend appointment options. You know, they weren't open on Saturdays and Sundays. So you had to really figure out like what day you could squeeze in an appointment with your job schedule. You know, it, it's tricky. It's just so tricky. And then so, if you want to do well in your job, you're like, oh, here I go again, take another day off. And then you're harder on yourself because you want to be a top performer, but you have to do what you have to do for your baby. And just yeah. something about, hey, I have these flaws, you know, I have these days still in bed that I can use makes you feel kind of guilt free for that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wish I wish we could do something about it, but yeah. all you do is talk. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, for me too, like, I do feel like the only reliable support is parent to parent sometimes, you know, um, even as, yeah, I mean, as stretched out as we all are. And, you know, like I said earlier, it feels sometimes like we're always in survival mode. I mean, I, I can really lean on other parents, in ways that I can't lean on other, you know, other relationships in my life, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's been a hard part for us because we don't really have family here. Um, and then my mom has come a few times, but you know, all she can do is like cuddle the baby. She doesn't 
and which has been helpful because we've been we're still moving right we'll still need to unpack and stuff um but his mom was gonna come and help us but my sister-in-law she got covid she was 30 weeks 35 weeks pregnant and baby had to come sooner so she had to deal with NICU so you know we can't have our mother-in-law come for another month it takes a it really it takes a village to have a baby and it takes a village to raise a baby and not having your village here it's it's hard and yeah um, oh man that is like a a domino effect of oh, unfortunate news like you know that like she she's just not able to be there right now because she has this other priority and you guys are also a priority and man that's really hard. That's hard. I mean, I just, I just want my mother-in-law to come and do laundry. Like, please just get here, do the dishes and do the laundry. Like, that's all like, please just, just do it. Just do it (laughs) and clean out my fridge while you're there. You know, like, please just clean out my fridge um, wipe it down, get rid of anything that's expired, please. Yeah. It's a million because that's exactly. <laughs> is that, is, do you need somebody to come over and clean out your fridge? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to, um, I don't, my mom was actually, she was going to do some toast and she opened the butter and it was, you know, bad. And like every time we would open a can or something or a bowl of something, it was bad. I'm like, Oh God. Oh, we man. really need to do a sweet here. I know. I'm telling you, it's like, it's the worst thing for me. I think, like, it's the thing that I, you know, we all have the thing that, like, we procrastinate on. And the cleaning out the fridge is the thing that I will do everything. I will go pick up dogs' duty in the backyard before I clean out the fridge. Like that's how much it, I, I avoid it. I avoid it at all costs. I don't know. I think it's also, I have like a really sensitive sense of smell and my gag reflex. And if I see anything that remotely, you know, looks like it might be living in my fridge, I'm gone. I'm just done. I've, I've, it sounds bad, but I've thrown Tupperware out because I'm not going to deal with that. Yes. Oh, it's terrible. I was like, I can feel the liberal part of me leaving my body as I throw away all this recyclable stuff because I do not want to deal with dumping it in the sink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just like it does it kills me, but I can't open that top. I can't open the lid, guys. I can't. It it will ruin me. It'll ruin me for the day. And then I'll have to take 10 showers. You know, I'll be scrubbing myself clean for the rest of the day. Oh, it's terrible. It, it's weird. I know. It would be like literally opening a kind of worms. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dozens of worms, colonies of worms. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, has Mateo met any um, friends or family members since you've you've been back? Oh yeah. Well, um, he's a special butterfly. So he met my mom. My mom is so in love with him. Uh, my friends 
we went to a birthday party the other weekend um, and he met another baby his age. And it's just, everybody is in awe, right? Because a lot of people from our friends and family, they were constantly paying attention to our story because I was broadcasting whatever I posted in Instagram to Facebook for the first time because I had my traveling to baby was public, but my friends really didn't know about that. Um, so, you know, they started following and they were all nervous. So when they were able to see Mateo, you know, a lot of them were, were very emotional. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been loved a lot. I took him to work too and give him a little show to whomever was around. Um, that was not intentional that we ended up at work, but we ended up at work. And I was happy to show him off um, from a distance to a few friends. So, yeah. That's lovely. There. Yeah. I want him to have his own parade. I mean, parade that baby. Parade him throughout Atlanta. <laughs> um, that's wonderful. Well, I am so, you know, I just want to thank you again for allowing us all to have an insider you know, view on, on your journey and, um, being home. I am so incredibly happy for you and so excited for you to start, you know, start this next chapter. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope this open conversations with other people, especially other Latinas and Hispanic women about surrogacy, you know, it's possible. I know, the money factor is huge, but as I say, you know, if, if there's a will, there's a way. Um, and, and there's a lot of uneducation or educate, there's a lot of education that needs to be done for our, um, for women who wants to pursue that. There's a lot of grants out there. There's a lot of countries. Um, although I'm not sure, I'm really unsure if I would do a second journey in Ukraine, um, because of the war, if, if there wasn't one war, it would have been a no brainer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the war, I, I've had to like rethink how my family is going to look like. And that's another set of, of grief and, and thoughts that I have to go through. And it's hard. And I just want everybody to know that you're not alone. And if you really want to, there's a pathway for you. It doesn't have to be surrogacy. It doesn't have to be um, adoption or multiple rounds of IVF. It's whatever you want it to look like. And well, in the scientific world, if you understand what I'm saying, right, you know, mm-hmm. there are ways to be a parent and there's ways that also or, or choices that you can make and live a child free um, life. And that's your option. But whatever you decide, know there's people that is going through your similar path and try to connect with people. You don't have to have a public account. You can connect with people that do have that and, you know, prioritize yeah. yourself, seek mental health and there's other people like you and that you're not alone. I know it's yeah. a windy message, but I, I really want to put that out there because for the, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know that I could be a mom through surrogacy, you know, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And the more information, you know, the more experiences that you can understand and listen to, I think, it gives people ideas, you know, giving people more ideas and more things to reflect on is, is so important. Yeah. And then also, you know, if you can do anything to support Ukraine. 
Yeah. And that's my two cents there too. You know, people really need, need those and they need our help. Um, and yeah. Absolutely. Which makes me think about your surrogate. Had any word from her? Hmm. So I do have a story. So one week post birth, she, you know, she was already back in, in her city and she bought her new house and she was buying furniture and she couldn't fit in the car back. So she decided to do groceries and there was the grocery store was bombed. So she, mm. one week postpartum and she was already running and she was, you know, as she waited for fiance, she was texting me to like calm down and was like, okay, you know, try to touch yourself. Are you okay? And like, I can't believe I was having that conversation with her and She's like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just need to calm down. And she's like, she's never going back to the city center again. And it's, it's been hard because like, I, I tried to remove myself from Telegram and a lot of news, but I keep seeing the news and there's been more active attacks in her city. And it's, I just can't believe the timing. And I keep asking her, like, wow, why don't you move west? And, like, what, you know? And she's like, I just bought, because she not only bought her house, but she bought more farm animals. You know, they bought a bull, pigs, chickens. And she's like, this is my home. And, you know, whatever happens, happens in my home. And it's, it's, I I mean, that's so brave because I would have just run to the west as Mm -hmm. far as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, So, obviously, I'm still talking to her and, she fills me in with you know happenings in her life and she sees pictures of Mateo every day because I post pictures every day about him and it's more for you know friends and family and her to see him but I just need this war to be over you know yeah I left left a piece of me there and it's just it's scary wow that would rattle my system Knowing that and that she is, you know, that things are getting so, um, oh man, dangerous. Yeah, and she's her. in the middle of the country. Like it's in the middle of the country, and yeah, because what I understood about her location is she was kind of there. She was a little bit removed from all of the intense, you know, shelling and stuff like that. It's like she's like in Cincinnati, Ohio, like. Mm-hmm. Or, or at the, like 30 minutes from Cincinnati. Like she's in the middle. I don't know if that's the middle of the country, but you know, it's like a state that you don't think would be attacked. Like when you think of attacks, you think about the coast usually um, or Atlanta, you know, like big city. And that's kind of where she's at. She's in a city that's not of a significant importance with, you know, economic economically. Um, but they're getting shelled and attacked now. So Mm. it's crazy. That makes my heart heavy for her. I really hope she can find some sense of safety where she is for her family, for her and her family. I mean, I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just so, it makes me so sad for her. And also, it makes me reflect on, oh, my God, thank God she's not pregnant still, you know? Oh, yes. I, uh, when that happened, I'm like, that was her basically her 40th week, right? Or 41. But still, she could have still been pregnant. And I think that, I mean, I, I think it, 
I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I feel guilty saying that because I want to make sure that everybody understands that the life of your surrogate is also completely important. And right, like both both her life and Mateo's life was it just felt like it was on the edge, right? During this this whole moment. And being not pregnant was basically what allowed her to run. You know, I can't imagine her pregnant and trying to like take cover and run and just yeah, I'm very glad that she wasn't pregnant because that basically saved her life. Um wow. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, you know? Um, I really, I mean, again, I think I said this before and hopefully it didn't get cut off, but I really truly hope that she can find some safety and peace anywhere, wherever she is. Um, yeah. And I, I really hope that one day we can go and visit her in her city and with this whole and thing her farm, like you want to yeah. go see what you made possible for her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And where and where Mattel lived, you know, in in utero, and yeah, it's just for me, her town is so special, and I want to go there. And I just not not just for me, right? I is for the, all the other intended parents, and for all the people and all their kids there. I this needs to get better. Is yeah. there's, there's no point to this. Yeah. Well, Audrey, we will, um, I really hope that there's an end in sight for all of this chaos and conflict in Ukraine. And I hope that it ends immediately and that, um, oh man, that everybody everybody finds relief from all of this suffering soon. And um, again, thank you so much for sharing everything. Yeah, it's been an honor. And I hope, you know, if other intended parents that are still in the thick of it actually hear this too, and it serves them to know that every, hopefully everything's going to be fine and that, that I'm rooting for them as well and for their baby to come home safely. Um, Cause it's hard, you know, there's, there's people who did transfers in February and there's people that their only option was to do transfers post-invasion. And so mm. they're still on it. And we've talked about it. I, I still feel like the re- Ukrainian woman that are wants to do surrogacy, that that's their livelihood. You know, that's their way. They're putting food at their table it's through this as well. So I just really hope that this program can continue safely and that every parent, every intended parent can bring their baby back safely home. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. Amen, sister. Amen. Um, well, if you want to know more about Audrey and follow, continue to follow her journey through motherhood with Mateo, um, you can follow her on Instagram at traveling for baby. And thanks so much everybody for tuning in for this season. We will be back hopefully soon. I don't know when, but we will. And that's it for now. Thank you, Millie. Bye. Thanks, Audrey. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at Me, Myself, Millie for more podcast updates. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and share on social media. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support and Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. Thanks, cutie bombs, and see you next week.